Uh, did we lose Ryan here? Or looks like we did. I think he it's just okay. got mad right. about the whole cultural aspect. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he's trying to fix that two-star <laughs> review. We brought it up. Yeah, he's, he's, he's taking the John Cena poster guy. off his wall. Ready to go <laughs> fix his hair. <laughs> <laughs> just keep spraying it. But I mean, Ryan's hair. That's it's got a pompadour got low, man. I need to fucking yeah. get the volume in there. <laughs> <laughs> looks like he's in oh, a movie, Grease. Welcome back to The Walkthrough, where we walk you through this week's trending topics in real estate. I am your co-host, moderator, and captain of BAM, not a big deal, Dan O'Neill, coming to you live from God's country, Naples, Florida, and we have a very special episode for you today. Joining me live in person in the other room, the meme god, marketing genius, and total face guy, my co-host, Mr. Eric Simon, aka The Broke Agent. Great to see you. How are you? I am shocked that you are not dressed up in a baby Yoda costume today. Yeah, I'm, it's great to be here. I'm in Naples. I'm not in my crappy apartment. I don't have lug nuts licking my ankles. There's no construction. There's no noises from upstairs. It feels fantastic. And I'm sitting in Byron's captain seat right here. Darth Byron. He is the dark side of the force. I am the light side of the force, bringing nothing but humor and laughter. If you just saw him sitting here in this office, two two people next to me, oh my gosh, talk about the dark energy, the dark bar, Byron, dark fourth. Ugh, scares me. All right. Also, on today's show, we have a very special guest. We pumped his tires last week. We figured we should bring him on the show live this week. My favorite person to drink a crisp Sauvignon Blanc with, a former nuclear missile technician on submarines. Thank you for your service. Father of two, a Capricorn. Bet you no one knew that. Marketer and sales machine, our knight in shining armor, Mr. Shane Bergman. How are you, buddy? We appreciate you taking the time away from your cold plunge to bless us on today's episode. Oh, no, I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Uh, it's a great day to, to serve with you guys and, and really get into it. Um, I'm, I am warming up, so I might have to leave and, and get a little bit colder here in a bit. So let's try to make this one fast. This is the way. quick. This you need to way. jump in the cold plunge uh, with that with that on. That would be such a good video. <laughs> yeah, best car doesn't do well in cold. So for the people listening at home, not watching on video, Shane is dressed in full Mandalorian gear. He is in full armor. He's dressed like a bounty hunter, like Boba Fett. So make sure you guys head over to YouTube to see this. Darth Sidious right now. <laughs> um, also joining us this week, another father of two, a recent father of two. This guy is slapping doors, making calls, making things happen. Maybe the best hair in real estate, aside from me. Another big face guy just closed on a $17 million listing. Keep the change. All the way from the OC, California, Mr. Ryan Mack. Ryan, thank you for joining us today. How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to finally be on the pod here with you guys and spend some time together and get into some fun stuff today. I'm excited. Is this your first time on, on the walkthrough? Yeah, this is it. I mean, you guys uh, extended the invitation, I think about 18 hours ago. So that was really nice <laughs> with you. And uh, I'm Everyone glad that I got to that. fill in for somebody that may be canceled. So I'm happy to that's, be here. That's no. how we do the show for the people yes. at home listening. That's how Keep we do Keep us on show. our toes, man. Yeah, it's never Dude, 24 hours it. in advance, 18 hours. We need no. people to come in guns blazing. So that's how we do I it. I love yes. it. 
I'm we, all we, for it. We don't send out invites a week earlier. It is the day before. You get the topics the night before, and you better be ready to sling it. You better be showing up in a full Mandalorian costume like Shane That's right. is. That's right, I can't, Ryan. I can't look him, at you without laughing, so I, I need to like look off the screen. All right. <laughs> Today we're talking signs of a bad agent, surprising psychology behind client reviews, and we're going to be reacting live, reacting live to some marketing videos and much, much more. So make sure you like and subscribe and uh, maybe wish a uh, happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Star Wars Day. Uh, maybe thank Shane for taking time out of his cold plunge. Uh, and let's get into it, gentlemen. All right. Topic number one, 12 clear signs of a bad real estate agent and what we can do about it. So Massive Agent just did a great podcast on this, mm -hmm. breaking it down. And this is from Homelight and will be in the show notes for you all to read. In my opinion, it seems the article is targeted more towards consumers but it does serve as a reminder to all of us agents as to what we should be doing the opposite of. At the same time, if you fall into any of these categories, we're going to provide you with some simple solutions on how to become a little bit better. And I think everybody can, can be self-aware and admit that in some instances we can be, uh, we can fall into one of these categories. So first one is drops the ball with communication. Uh, number two is does real estate as a side gig. Number three has their own agenda and gets pushy about it. Number four, unfamiliarity with the market. Five, runs late or is a no-show for appointments. Six, is not a good negotiator, lacks marketing skills, tells lies or half-truths, and is over-eager to please. There's a couple more, but we'll leave it at that. Um, basically, it comes back to communication, knowing the market, knowledge. Shane, I'll start with you. We all have bad agents in our marketplace, and we deal with them daily. What do you think of some of these, and do you think that there are any that are missing? Signs of a bad agent. I think, you know, man, they, they hit on all of the, the, the ones that are really obvious uh, and I'll kind of go in order and then I'll, I'll pull the ones out that really kind of stood out to me. But I like how the article initially started off and it came off with a great quote and it says, as the seller, you need to know exactly what's going on, good or bad. Your agent must be okay with delivering uncomfortable news. And as soon as I read that, I was like, absolutely. Um, and something that I've always taken pride in, in the way that I kind of work with my clients is I just let them know that I'm the type of agent that's going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And I don't think there are a lot of agents that, whether they have that gusto or whatever it may be, but I, that resonated deeply with me. The, the one, you know, shortly on that list, number two, it was the side gig, really polarizing topic in real estate. I am on the side of, I do not think part-time agents should exist. And if they do, I feel like that's something that needs to be disclosed, whether it's a separate uh, license or something out there, because it just diminishes the value of what a, a full-time agent does. And I don't want to get too deep into that, but that that's going to, yeah. you know, draw out a lot of, I think people that are uncomfortable about that. If you're a part-time agent, you're a full-time asshole, right? Dan, <laughs> That is what Byron Lazine quoted once on the real <laughs> word. But he was actually quoting a meme I made oh my God. six months yeah. ago. But so. Byron, oh, Byron also <laughs> the words that sounds like such a Byron thing to say. I love it. Yeah. Byron said last night that if people weren't in the NHL, that they would be garbage. He told that NHL professionals, if they weren't in the NHL, they'd be garbage men. So sometimes Byron, uh, Byron has some, <laughs> some very crazy some, some crazy quotes. But Shane, I, uh. I love what you said about you know, being, you know, setting that expectation right from kind of the beginning where you're not going to be kind of the pushover, you're going to be the quarterback, the facilitator, and sometimes you're going to have to deliver the, that uncomfortable news. On this list here, like communication seems to be one of the biggest things. Simply yep. putting in like a seller, um, you know, communication guarantee and like listing agreement, whether it's good news or bad news, just talking to them is so important, right? Like even if it's just once a week, like you call expired listings and you call for sale by owners and why they don't want to list or why the house didn't sell, 
and they always go back to the fact that their agent just didn't talk to them. And it's yeah. probably because they probably didn't have the gusto or they didn't have good news to share. So they just kind of turtled no. to Ned's. And that, that leads into number 12 yeah. too. So number one was like yeah. lack of communication. Number 12 was hearing crickets. And something that I learned yeah. a long time ago in my business was to play on the offense. So I never want that seller or buyer to come to me like, hey, what's going on? Where are we at? I'm always on the offense, like delivering news before they expect it. And then I can kind of navigate the the field in that manner. But those, you know, those are some of the ones that just like popped out to me. And I'm like, absolutely. Like, and you see that in uh, probably every marketplace where just agents lack yep. at least probably a, a dozen of those traits that are out of 12. Ryan, um, you're, you're yeah. in a luxury market, slapping doors, doing the right thing every day. What are some solutions, um, you know, for some of these problems, right? Like unfamiliarity with the market. If someone mm -hmm. is newer, um, you know, if they don't have that gusto, maybe to, to deliver the news to their, to their consumer, I see my, a lot of my agents uh, uh, pretty frequently, they will let the consumer tell them what the offer is. They'll let the consumer tell them, you know, these are the terms, as opposed to just saying like, hey, I know what you know, the deal is. I know what needs to get done and, and driving them to it, right? And that comes with confidence yeah. and experience. But Yeah, so I think the, the main thing is having a level of confidence and knowing the market inside and out. So you feel confident when they say a number and you can go back with back it up with, with data and say, actually, no, Home X sold here down the street for this. And knowing that gives you credibility as well when you're talking to your clients, because if they know that you know what's going on in the market, they're going to trust you down the road. So you're setting the tone in the beginning. I think being the, you know, the knowledge broker in your market is huge. Um, especially if you're going to be in a higher price point. That's, that's something that is key. Every agent that's crushing it in the luxury market that, um, that we're around is they know everything inside and out. So people trust them. People call them for information for a reason. Um, and you being able to tell people how it is rather than giving them what they want to hear is also like a key indicator. Agents will take listings that are overpriced just to get the listing and hold it just yeah. to say they have a $10 million listing. Mm -hmm. And that's not the way to do yeah. it in this business. It's better to, why would you want to waste money on marketing and time and effort on, on their end and your end? If you're just going to put a listing on that's overpriced, you kind of got to skirt the line a little bit, but set expectations as well. Hey, if you want to price it at yeah. this, we got we to gotta see how the market responds. And if we got to make a change in a few weeks or a month, then we need to have that conversation. Setting that tone up front is, is huge and key. We do this every day, right? Like we are the experts. This is our full-time, this is our career, right? How many, yeah. how often do people buy and sell homes every 10 years? I think the average stat is or 20 years or something. So we do this every single day, 400 times, right? A year. You need to be the quarterback. You need to be the facilitator. Um, study up on your markets, right? The trends, listen to podcasts, listen to the knowledge brokers or the hot sheet every day with, with Darth Byron. Spend time on case studies on your local MLS. Have listings automatically sent to you like a daily hot sheet. That's what I do. So I know more about my, my market. And if you're someone that's not good at negotiating, study, re read books, right? Like study, study negotiating, role play. There's just, there's so many different things that if you're listening to this right now, and maybe you fall into one of these categories, there is a solution to every single one of these. And maybe this is a wake up call or, I mean, I know I, I need to work on a few of these for sure. Yeah. Dan, I was going to ask you this, actually. I was going to ask all three of you out of these 12, which one do you think you need to work on the most? Cause Dan, I think I have a recommendation for you. It would be. <sighs> people pleasing possibly. And then also half truths. For example, you'll say you shot an 85 when really you shot a 97 <laughs> or you say you, yeah. shot a 76 when you actually shot a 99. So those would be my recommendations for you. But Shane, what about you out of these 12, which one do you think you need to work on the most? 
I'm always very, very critical of my own communication. Um, and I, you know, we're all busy and I feel like I could probably do a better job of communicating more. Uh, earlier I talked about how I'm on the offense that helps out, but if you have a, a client that just is a little bit more needy, typically I don't align well with that because I'm like a high level communicator. I'll give you the salient points. Like I'm not going to tell you when I'm cutting your grass, how many blades I cut. I'll let you know when the grass is cut <laughs> as an analogy. Um, some people, it doesn't align with that, but I think I could do a better job of, of communicating of in a more thorough uh, pattern. I Ryan, would say, Ryan, uh, honestly, I think I like to please them to a certain degree. I, I hang up on that. Uh, but I also don't skirt the line and explain to them, Hey, look, this is kind of how it is. This is what we need to do. But part of me takes it personal if they're going to be pissed off or upset because of what I'm going to tell them. So, um, mm -hmm. Giving them the correct information is something I love to do, but it's also, it, it bothers me if I feel like, you know, Eric says all the time, are my clients mad at me? I'm going to sleep at night wondering if they're mad at you, you know, that kind of thing. But sometimes you just got to deal with that. And being a people pleaser isn't our job all the time, right? Like, yeah. and that's, that's something that I struggle with a little bit. Uh, Eric, thank you for the recommendations for me. I will take those into consideration and for sure, uh, work on those. I have a lot of recommendations for you, but I'll keep them off camera. Uh, oh, please. Um, no, please tell them. Oh, you want my recommendations? recommendations? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, recommendations. we'll save it. Uh, it's, it's better to save it. It's better to save it. Right. Number one, I probably, like I probably get a hair recommendations, folks. I'd probably get a hair transplant. That's number one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd, oh, I'd probably double I'd up. find a turkey right after this episode, actually, to get a yeah. hair transplant. So I would, I would definitely already doing that. I would definitely double up on the Propecia uh, intake. Um, I would probably maybe get a little bit of color. Ooh. You look like a, a bag of milk right now. Um, I, we can go on for days. Moving on. I actually look um, pretty I'll, tan right now. I this guy, doesn't wear, this guy doesn't wear any SPF or any sunscreen. And he's been crying about blisters on his shoulders all day. Like you look like a bag. He doesn't so like he, he doesn't expect that that's going to happen when you lay in the sun for two hours with no hours, sunscreen. Yeah. It's a completely psychotic move. The, so the four things whining that, that I'm going to sunburn. The four things that I'm, <laughs> the four things that I'm going to uh, bring on to this uh, article too that I think I need to work on. Just like Shane said, is communication for sure. Paperwork. I am so bad with paperwork. It's not even funny. Um, I sometimes can ask, like, do something and ask for permission after. Does that make sense? Like, this is kind of a diabolical story, but long story short, I had a buyer. Uh, they wanted to put in a 550 offer. I knew it would take 610 to get it done. Put the 610 offer in, got it accepted, called the buyer. Hey, good news, bad news. They said, well, I don't know, good news. You got the house. Congrats. What's the bad news? Well, now you're paying 610 for it. Do you want it or no? And then on them so that i could work on and sometimes i can be stubborn because i know the market so well and i know what i'm doing when somebody that hasn't sold real estate in 30 or 40 years tries to tell me pricing and you know i can be stubborn uh at times so those are things that i need to work on um but my golf game is not one of them so wait wait you wrote right. in a, let a me, different let me ask offer that question. for your client you wrote an offer for your client yeah. and yeah. sent it on their behalf did they fucking docu sign things in your state or what What's nope. yeah, what the hell no. is that that's the no, most no, insane no, no. thing i've ever heard no, no, i'm, glad, I'm glad you caught that too right i thought yeah. we were all just gonna let that pass like oh yeah of in, course. in in my, no, so no, in, my in my market in my market a, a sales like a sales agreement it's not we're, we're at a an attorney state so all it is is literally just this, this piece of loose leaf is essentially like the offer so it, a letter it's of not intent. like anything. It's not, yeah, it's not anything. Cocktail binding. napkin so they, in a bar, you just write it and send it over and that's it. <laughs> it's just a text right. message. Hey, hey, by the way, they're text. good for 610. Don't really know if that's yeah, exactly. good for 610. Hey, are you good for 610? Well, well I, 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 I knew that the they difference? were approved. 
I knew that they were approved for that amount. And uh, yeah, I mean, listen, but they didn't they could approve have been, it. Like, <laughs> they did. They, they bought the house. They, they live. Awesome. They, they're well, that's good. super I mean, happy. They could have been a real nasty yeah. story for sure. No, they are. Well, listen, or I could have said, hey, we wanted 550 and your deal, you didn't get it accepted. So which one do you want? 550, you don't get it accepted. 610, you got Perfect the Perfect example of they taking the initiative. I love it. <laughs> Would I suggest doing that every time? No, but I built a rapport with them and Listen, the guy's sending me videos. He's sitting in his pool. He's happy as a clam. And now, you know what the house is worth? 800. 800. Keep the change. Wow. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. Yeah. You know who their favorite person in the world is? Me. So, moving on. All right. Any, any final thoughts know. here? <laughs> no, no I, think, I think just don't, be, just don't be one of these agents. That's that's the final yeah. Box. There you go. Yeah, like brilliant. these things brilliant. outline brilliant. everything for you. Just don't yeah. just don't do these things. That's it. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Move on to topic number two: the surprising psychology. Also, make sure you like and subscribe here. I mean, this guy Shane has got to be melting right now. Uh, he cannot be in a good killing, way. That mask was killing my nose, man. I'm sorry I had to take uh, it off. I, I could not even imagine. So make sure you throw us a like, throw us a comment, let us know what you think about that first topic, and if we missed anything, let me know. Let me know if you think that was insane when I did, but it worked. So, uh, all right, topic number two: the surprising psychology behind client reviews. This article is from Inman. Um, by the way, Ryan sold a $17 million listing, does not have an Inman subscription. And actually, I don't either. Uh, I use Eric's login. <laughs> I'm just Good checking somebody. in on the enemy, seeing what they're up to over there at Inman. That's all. Just giving the inside so, information. I'm an Inman insider. I, I knew I was going to get creamed. I was like, hey, guys, so here's the deal. I don't have an Inman subscription. So... Buddy, you don't even have Google Chrome on your computer. You sold an $18 million list. Safari's <laughs> done me just fine. It's free. Safari's doing Times okay. are tough, man. God. Talking about being the knowledge broker. If you ever came to my house with Safari open, I would go to the next agent for sure. Imagine that. <clears throat> All right, back to the article. So what drives clients to leave reviews and testimonials and how we can encourage them to do so for your real estate business? So did you know that 93% of consumers take online reviews into account when making a purchasing decision? That's right. Your potential clients are checking out what others have to say about you before deciding to work with you or not. And get this, they're willing to spend 31% more on a company that has high reviews. So having a good reputation online can really pay off. Social proof and social conscience, conscience, Wanting others to make informed decisions are the two main factors of getting reviews. Eric, don't even look at me like that. You've had a business line in for three years. The Not article goes on to talk about okay. no. The article goes on to talk about how to handle negative reviews and a few others. But if you are a listener of the show, you're not getting negative reviews, so we'll skip that part. My team and I have 275 five star reviews on Zillow. We have Google My Business, Facebook. How important are these reviews, Ryan? And how do you go about getting them? Um, I think they're extremely important. Like the article says, uh, most consumers, whether you're buying a TV at Best Buy or you're going to pick a real estate agent, they are reading reviews like crazy. Most people are uh, before they make a choice because it's social proof as to what the agent has done for other people. So mm -hmm. online reviews are like the lifeblood of your reputation other than you doing what you do to people and them learning in, in firsthand, right? So online reviews are huge. And the way that we do it is, we kind of set it up through the transaction. Our transaction manager um, mentions it to the client when we get ready to close, not at closing. So what they do is 
kind of put out, hey, would you be willing to leave a review for us online? We send them the links as to where we want the reviews, which is Google. Uh, we were doing Yelp and then as well as Zillow. Um, believe it or not, I got, I got an expired listing because the guy looked at all my reviews, but then went to Yelp and was like, oh, you have one on Yelp? Okay, we'll, we'll use you. So online wow. reviews, whatever platform it's on, uh, they work and somehow factor it into your process. And the way that we do it, like I said, is our transaction manager tees it up and then we kind of follow up with them a couple different times. Well, so, so you're doing it mid-transaction or are you doing it like at, the, at closing or settlement, it's, whatever the hell you guys it's call right it? It's right around contingency OC. removal. And then when we're heading towards closing, it's, hey, would you be willing okay. to leave us a review online so they get the yes or the no? Some people are like, no, leave me alone. I don't want to do it. So we just know we mm -hmm. won't bother them, right? Obviously, we can ask again later, but the transaction manager reaches out, asks if they say yes. And as soon as we get done closing, she shoots out the email, congratulations, blah, 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 all that good stuff, and then sends the links to Google, Zillow, and whatever profiles we want them to post on so they could just go. Which are you focusing on? Like if, where are your, where's your main focus right now for getting reviews? Google. Is it Zillow? Google reviews. Google, Google well, Zillow too, yeah. But, but we are heavy on Google because I don't know if you guys heard a few years ago, but everyone was saying, yeah, Zillow is great and everything, but you could still get, potentially they could go away at some point. They could take them, they could scrub them. There's all these things that happen. Google is where it's at overall, I think, because most people are Googling for real estate. And if you're, yeah profile comes up, your team profile comes up. Google reviews are huge. So I think at a minimum, do Google reviews. Zillow is amazing because the average consumer is toggling through Zillow as well. And if they look you up mm. there and they see your reviews and your ratings, then that's also huge. So I would definitely say those two are, are, are clutch. Shane, do you have an SOP or sort of a unique way to get reviews? And where are you asking for reviews right now? Do you just have uh, a pop so of the full plunge with you and take a video? Or? <laughs> how'd, how'd you feel after that, my bro? Amazing. It's, it's great, right? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I have an, I have an SO, it, it is life changing, guys. We could talk the rest 20 minutes about it if you want. Uh, Dan, no, 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 thank you. No, please, I don't think, please, um, please, so, I have an no, SOP please. and I have a place where I get them all. Um, but to kind of go into it, to kind of dive into that, the way we treat reviews, exactly how, how Ryan's talking about it. We're, you know, a, a review based economy is kind of how I train my team on that. So like, think about the habits of when you, whenever you buy something on Amazon, what's the first thing you do besides look at the price? Like you look at how many five stars it has and you start reading those to help you give you the confidence. So that's, yeah. we take that into account. Um, my operating procedure on this is a little bit unique. We, we're coached on this all the time and, and about the, the, the time to go and ask for it. I've always been a guy that asked for it at closing. I've experimented with it throughout the transaction. But for me, the reason I do it at closing is because I leverage the law of reciprocity. So for me, when I'm going through a, a closing transaction and I do the final walkthrough, you've probably seen these photos where I'm popping champagne with my clients and I take 40 photos of them doing this. Then what I do is I put that into a Google album, a photo album for them. And then once we close, I send them an email that says, Hey, I'm asking for a small favor. And by the way, here's a link to your photos. So the email says, Hey, I really appreciate you guys being my clients, blah, blah, blah. If you could just take a couple of minutes and just tell me about your experience on my Google review page, I'd really appreciate it. I give them the link to it there. And then right below that, it says, Hey, here's the link to your photo album. So, you know, subconsciously what's happened is people are reading that and they're like, shit, he did a great job, hopefully. And he's given yeah. us something. The least we could do is write a review. So that I've really implemented that for the last year. And personally, I have 125 star reviews. And to give you like what ROI that's given me is, is my account last year, I was getting less than a, a thousand views. It was like 700 views per month with Google. I'm now broaching 4,000. I get on an average between three and five leads a month. And the majority of wow. these leads are all seller leads. 
So our team is all in on Google leads. I don't dick around with Zillow, Facebook, any of that other shit. It's primarily yeah. Google, and that's all I'm concerned about. Yeah. Um, two I agree two things I think you, you guys harped on there. Um, I think for, for us, so our closings kind of take a little bit of a long time because we're an attorney state, so we have to wait for it to fund and title, right? So normally we show up you know, with 45 minutes to go because sometimes they could take almost two or three hours. So in my, for me and my team, like the best time, in my opinion, in my market to ask is at the closing table because you're sitting there kind of, you know, you're just, you're literally waiting for the bank to just say, okay, we funded, like, hey, congrats. So we're just chopping it up. We're talking. I'll take out my phone and take a, a video, right? Like, do you guys mind just hopping on video really fast? Like, they're all excited. They got a bottle of Camus. But the best time to ask is when they say thank you, right? When somebody yeah. says, thank you, thank you, Eric, so much. You know, thank you, Shane. I, we really appreciate all, we really appreciate all of your hard work. Oh my God, it was my pleasure. Would you guys mind doing me a small favor? Of course, I'll, I'll do anything for it. You know, I'll do anything. Would you guys mind? I'm going to send you this Google link. Would you mind just leaving me a quick review? And they literally do it right there. So that way you're not kind of like, you know, having to chase them down for it. For me, that just, it's more efficient. Um, and then the video too, like they're excited. They're popping champagne at the closing table. Um, Eric, what's a, a, a really good way, in your opinion, for agents to be sharing, um, you know, these reviews uh, on social? Like you don't want to be posting this 1,000 worded you know review on zillow right like no one's reading that no just a screenshot yeah took the words right out of my mouth i (laughs) see a lot of clients who upload photos that look like templates with 40 50 60 words and instagram i don't think is the place for that it kind of looks self-indulgent it just it it doesn't feel right people aren't going to sit on your post and read it so i think the client video is probably the best way to go about the reviews and we actually have someone that we teed up right now Tony B of Island Wide Realty, who probably has the best agent to client, client to agent reviews in the game. So Haley, if you could play Tony B, this is what he does at the closing table. He crushes it with these reviews. Yeah, <laughs> I play that again. <laughs> Another happy customer from Island Wide Realty. We saw him a building, Island Wide Realty. I mean, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's fucking genius. <laughs> the, the the client, just, no no yeah. nonsense, no fluff, the, just straight to the point. I didn't catch what he was at, though. The client doesn't have to say a word. I mean, that could be his brother. <laughs> that could be his son. That could be his dad, for all I know. That could be just anyone sitting in their room. I don't even that's, know if that was an office, but that was a fantastic lot. clip. And then, Haley, I think we have one more where maybe the client actually says something. But he seems to be doing these at the closing tables when his hmm. clients are, are happiest. God. I love my realty. Uh, here he is outside of a garage, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Frank. Frank. Customer. Happy customer. Very happy. Just rented him a commercial property. Very good man. Frank, you happy? Very happy. Tony B's the man. Tony B's the man. Anybody needs would any you recommend? Would you recommend <laughs> Island Wide Realty? All the time. All the time. <laughs> Island Wide Realty. The best guy you can meet. Tony B. Call us. 718-447-2100. Island wide realty. <laughs> I mean, he basically <laughs> walks him. He walks him through he's, the entire review. He bullies he's him it, right man. into getting referrals. Yes. He's like, "Hey, do give me a referral, basically. Do this." This now. is a this is a happy customer right here. Would Are you, you recommend me? Tell him you'd recommend me. So he does. He does a fantastic <laughs> job. So definitely Good. stay away from the long posts on Instagram. Try to do videos. Keep the reviews to Google and Zillow. I would say, uh, but if you do reviews, maybe just take a couple quotes from that long review on Instagram and make a slideshow and just say what my clients are saying with like an opening slide and then like the the best text that people are saying. I think that's a more simple aesthetic way to go about it. 
I was going to ask you guys, do I, you guys have any bad reviews? And if you do, how do you handle them? No, not going to Not yet. I, I do. Well, Shane, you want to go first? You look like you were just going to get something off your chest there, man. Yeah, so. Man. Mando. Well, it's it's interesting because for context, my wife um, does public relations. So she's kind of my sounding board every time I want to say some dumb shit. Like she's like, I probably shouldn't do that. Um, but I, on my account, this is, this is ironic. I don't, <laughs> he does. I don't have a negative review on mine, but what they did is they went to our team. It was one guy, he wrote a bad review um, and it was over some, something really crazy, but how we handled it was basically, I went back with factual data as to what happened and transpired throughout the transaction. And that guy actually ended up removing the review because he, he was probably inebriated, very angry, and then wrote that review and then realized like, oh, this is a, not a cool move. And then he took it down, but it wasn't one of those like forceful, I've heard about people being forceful and going and like demanding that people take that review down. And I mean, there's even law cases out there of defamation of character. Um, that wasn't attacked for me. It was like, Hey, I understand where, well, you know, where you're coming from, but this is like what happened. So for anyone to read that review and then also read my context of it, it would help kind of give the story, but he ended up taking it down. You ever think about writing poor reviews for your competition, Ryan, you ever think about just going <laughs> through the orange County realtor index and just talking a bunch of shit. I mean, the bunch thought of is ghost definitely, accounts. It's definitely crossed my mind over the years with uh, certain agents, but <laughs> you know what? I look at it as be the bigger person and have credibility. So I, I, I don't do that. Soft. But, uh, yeah. it's, it's definitely, I think, uh, I think that'd be an extremely effective way to destroy. You the have a platform if you're listening that we can to this create. Episode. Didn't you say you want to have a platform you can create where agents could just leave bad reviews for each other that aren't public. Maybe that's something we should do. So they could just see yeah. how, how they are. Apparently like that, yeah. exactly. Apparently that does exist because agent to agent communication is so important. You want to be able to tell other agents like this listing agent is psychotic or this buyer's agent yep. is writing in numbers for his clients without his clients even knowing. His clients He's writing offer offers on cocktail and also we got an offer nine hundred thousand. It's crazy, and it gets accepted. But Ryan, it sounds like you had you have an experience. Yeah, with Ryan, did you have something? Yeah. So I, when I, when I first got in the business, it was like one of the, I think it was like one of the first five transactions I did. And it was this condo I sold in Liso Viejo and the client was extremely difficult. Um, but you know, we got through the process. They were, they were first time buyers. Long story short, we were going through the transaction process and they kept asking for more stuff from the seller. We want them to do this. We want them to do that. We want them to fix this. We want them to fix that. And it was like, after a while I had to kind of be like, Hey, we, we can't do this. And they held me hostage saying, if you don't, get this from us like we'll be forced to write you a bad review and blah 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 and like there's certain things that are out of your hands and it was a transactional issue that was going on so they wrote me a crappy review and kind of embellished a little bit on like the fact that they felt that they weren't treated fairly and you know all that fun stuff so that review still sticks with me to this day. And Robert Mack makes sure to bring it up and goes, Hey man, that thing's still there. Look at your, look at your rating. And it sucks because it's, I got all five-star reviews except for that one. And uh, it's a two-star review. So it haunts me to this oh. day, but I did, I did go and take the high road and, and reach out to them um, and kind of smooth things over publicly and privately. And I think that's the key is responding online to the lead is huge. You got to, you know, you have to sometimes respond and show that people that are going to see it and say, Hey, this guy's taking the time to at least respond to them. And mm -hmm. you can do factual data and, or you could just use the, Hey, you know, we're sorry about this. Let us know if there's anything we can do and you know, whatever. But I think that's the best way to handle it is whether it's outside of the review or on the review itself, responding to them. I think, I think a two-star review 
sorry, Shane, I think a two star review or a three star review might even be worse than a one star yeah. review because a one star review feels like an angry, disgruntled person, right? You just went to a restaurant, you're pissed off, you had a big bad experience. People kind of take that with a grain of salt, but a two star, that's absolutely lethal. You're screwed. Yeah. And and I think there is a psychological impact. So you probably bought a 4.9 rating. That's exactly what it is, man. So when I, I see that um, though, I let's bring those numbers down, agents. No, it sounds sounds like it's legit. Because if you look at a five star, like if Dan's two hundred and seventy five reviews are all five star, I'm like, he probably bought a bunch of those, and this For might sure be he did. If I look at yours, I'm like, this dude's legit. Yeah, but that's just I think how the consumer views it, and they're yeah. gonna go to that one shitty review and then read it, and then they're gonna read all the good ones and be like, oh man, this dude, the majority of them, he saw right. it. It was like one sour, you know, bunch. Right. Or I'm just, I, me and my team are just incredible. You're and we deliver the Dan O'Neill's got the best hair. Yeah. He's also such a good agent. Oh, Dan O'Neill's such a Dan's, good golfer. Dan's oh, Dan paying O'Neill for college and drives the coolest car. Dan was the man in high school. Dan was for college. He's yeah. over there sending people to college and Catholic school with his earnings <laughs> to get people to write reviews. <laughs> what else do you guys okay. want me to do? Hey, Dan, well, one last. With those 275 reviews, are they like for your team and then they all do it under the O'Neill yeah. page? Or? Yeah, okay. yeah. It's, it's, not, That's it's awesome. not directly That's me. That's a great it's, number, man. That's a great number. That is. Yeah. Um, one last thing uh, off this topic is I also like the, uh, for content purposes, like the story of the transaction. Yes. Um, because I think every transaction agent and consumer, there's always a story to tell. There's always some sort of hiccup. There's always something that you have to overcome. So I think I, like I personally will sit there and watch a 50 second reel of somebody explaining, you know, what they had to go through with the deal. Um, and I think that that goes a lot further than like the simple review or, you know, a simple picture, if that makes sense. For sure. Serious note. Um, no, it's true. The right, story maybe- is huge. People connect with it more. And it, it, it's not just a jest sold. It's a, Hey, let me tell you about what this was like. And it kind of illustrates what's really going on in real estate rather than just, Hey, look, I sold another house. You know, nobody wants to see that shit anymore. And they just, they want to know, they yeah. want to know details. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, speaking of which, uh, let us know in the comments uh, if you think that um, I do not have the best hair in real estate. Uh, Eric, uh, speaking of marketing and content, we have something for our listeners here. Don't we, we do. We absolutely do. And by Ooh. the way, if you're listening to this Ooh. podcast, why don't you throw us a five-star Ooh. review? Huh? We could use yeah. some Ooh. audio reviews right there. So leave us a review if you're yes. enjoying this, getting some value out of it. Okay. If you are interested in taking your marketing game from rookie to rock star, look no further than Jason Pantana's marketing Pro, Ryan, you can take this course. We are true believers that marketing (laughs) can make or break your brand and business. Become a marketing pro by purchasing one or all of his three modules. Cracking the social code, Google Business Boss, and Inbox Hero. Our listeners will also get a 10% discount by using code BAMPRO at checkout. Visit tomferry.com slash MPB. There's a link down in the description. This guy's good, man. man. Naples, Eric is in one. Good. Smoother than butter, in, folks. Wow. This guy is in one. I, I got to give Eric credit, too. Uh, we are here in God's country. It's 85 degrees. There's golf. There's plenty of places to to drink, indulge. And Eric has been working feverishly uh, all week. He has not had any fun. Byron has him locked in his office. <laughs> no fun. Uh, locked no in fun the basement. Byron, Byron literally said no fun for Eric. So uh, shout yeah. out to him for actually getting a lot done. I'm, I'm proud of you, buddy. Um, Thanks, man. All right. Moving on to topic number three. There is not a, a specific article for this topic, but there has been many um, that we've seen kind of going around. And this is something that I'm dealing with in, in my uh, business. And I wanted to just bring it up on the show because I am the moderator, so I can do that. Uh, but it is about office culture and office environment. Um, so I have multiple offices. One is under construction here in Sarasota that I'm about to head to. I even just changed my office space from where I 
basically I could throw a rock and hit my office to an office 45 minutes away so that my team, it would be closer for them. Um, that new office also has an, an insane amount of amenities. We have a pickleball court, we have a kitchen, we have admin. It's just a beautiful office. Uh, we have a podcast studio. Whereas in my previous office, I didn't have that. So my attendance wasn't as good. Now my attendance at this new office is through the roof. People love going there. Um, and it's a direct correlation to seeing my numbers go from 30 to 40 to 50 because everybody's there, right? The culture is there. So I wanted to ask you guys, I know that uh, for the most part, Ryan, you're a big, big office guy. You and Robert Mack are always there. Every video you send me, you guys are, I don't know, doing something funny in the office. Um, office culture and, and maybe what are some of the, like, what are your favorite parts about going to the office and, and what do you have in your office that um, you love? Well, I think for me, going to the office is, is something I have to do. I'm more productive in the office. So I'm an everyday go in the office kind of guy because when I'm at home, I, it just doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> Are you at home right now? You're I'm at home, home right, right now. It looks like he's in his high school bedroom talking about how important <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm surprised you don't have the John Belushi college poster behind you. You can't see the walls on the side, but yeah. Oh my um, God, the guy's got a John Cena poster behind him. He's, he's got a beer pong table behind him. <laughs> There's a Jose Canseco poster to the right of me right here. So, <laughs> oh so, my God. Um, yeah, but our oh, office Jose culture, the way that it works house. for us is yes, I'm more productive in there, but there's just more going on. And when you're in there and you're hearing other people talk real estate, doing things, people are bouncing ideas off of each other. Um, things are created there. Not to mention, we have two of the soundproof prospecting booths. I don't know if you guys know what those are, those big phone booth things. And um, those are huge we because yeah. we have an open space in the middle with desks for agents to come in. I have a personal office. Robert has a personal office. And then we just built out a, an actual a podcast studio in the other media room. So um, there's definitely, and then there's like a living room area. So the cool thing about it is agents can come and go as they please. But I feel yeah. that being in the office makes people more productive because they're learning, especially for the new agents. If they are brand new and they stay at home, they're not picking up the subtle nuances and the lingo and the talk about it. And they're not learning. They're not listening to me bitch and moan about my deals all the time that are falling apart. They're like, oh yeah, okay. So, you know, if they're, if they're in the office, they're picking things up. And I think that's great. And also the, you know, you just know what people are working on and doing and you can help people. And, and that's, that's also what's extremely helpful for the agents and the team as well. And our, our office yeah. culture is we've got about, we've got, a couple agents that come in pretty frequently. One other agent that comes on time. Then we got some agents just work from home all the time. So, but we got a kitchen in there. Well, I mean, yeah, right. So you have you have kitchen, podcast studio, you have living room, you have these the two call pods. Like those are all amenities that you know it's conducive to success, conducive to people coming into the office. Shane, yeah. um, are you an office guy? Maybe if you had a cold plunge tub in yours, you'd probably be there every Ooh. day. Um, but are you an office guy, or are you just dressing up? Uh, you know, and and dropping in that cold pledge tongue every day. Tough. Well, I'm like a hybrid. I would say 90% of the time I'm at my home office, which is where I'm at now. So my home studio, um, but we do have a really nice office, which is on, it's on the beach. So I try to go there at least once a week, but for me, uh, we're a brick and mortar brokerage, right? So, so compass takes a lot of pride in that. And for me, it's a vital part of any culture and camaraderie to have in-person meetings and an office space really facilitates that extremely well. So not only is our team going there for trainings, we host happy hours there. 
We host events for our clients. We host events for our team when we accomplish something. I have really two incredibly nice spaces where I can bring clients in and kind of go over our services. It's just a mutual meeting location. It's in a beautiful part of our county, Indy Atlantic, Florida. It's one of the best beaches we have. So it's, it's a really good staple there. But for the most part, I'm, mo I'm more productive at my home office. I shut the doors. I put on my EDM music. I jump in the cold plunge. And I just get shit done uh, at the office when I go over there. I dress up as whatever the heck the day is. And uh, for me, when I'm at the office, though, I, you know, I am more of like the distractor. I like to just be there and, and chat with people sometimes and catch up with them because I, I like that aspect of camaraderie and getting to know people a little bit better. Uh, I'm not as productive at the office. I'm much more productive at my home office, which is why I work from here primarily. So I, I can agree with that. Uh, when I'm at my office and I try to be there every day, I do get, I am, I am the distracted, right? So everyone wants like a couple minutes, right? Like, Hey, you know, they ask yeah. questions. So like, I'll be there from like 10 to two and I got nothing done except for just answer questions or put out fires. So I do understand that. But Shane, my one question for you is like, would there be something if your office had something except for the cold plunge, cold plunge tub, is there something that would like, if they added, you would be like, okay, I'll go to the office more. Or are you just like, you're just a home guy? I'm a, I'm a solo guy. I mean, I have a team, okay. but I, I work best uh, when I need to be productive and, and efficient for when I'm by myself. Mm. Uh, when I can work within teams and at the office, but when I'm here, if I have an hour, I can get a shit ton done. An hour at the office, you know, I'm getting 20% of what I would normally get done. Yeah. Completed. Eric, so. um, you have gotten so much done in these last couple of days, um, being in Byron's office, being locked in your hotel, right? How much would you enjoy having, uh, and how much would you get, how much more would you get done if you had an office? Truthfully. I don't know. Uh, probably a lot more. I think, especially from a content perspective with editing, it's so much easier. Like Bobby's sitting right here to be like, Hey, we need a new clip. We need a new reel. We need this audio on it. As opposed mm -hmm. to going back and forth on Slack. It's just so much easier to have that streamline of communication. And Dan, even you and I, like when we prepare for this walkthrough, we're always doing it yeah. on Zoom or on phone call beforehand, but you were just sitting right next to me and yep. we got to go through all the topics, talk about what links we were going to show, talk about what videos. So I think it's really important. Also, you just get a little cabin fever when you're at home by yourself all day. Like when you're yeah. just sitting there trying to come up with content, it's impossible. I think Office creates motion, which creates yep. content. So. I mean, but it's like your different jobs, right? Real estate, my day is structured where in the mornings I'm working from here and then I don't take my first appointment generally till one o'clock in the afternoon. So then yeah. I leave, I'll oftentimes go out, do a lunch, go on my listing appointments at one, three or five. And then in the mornings, that's when I'm hammering out my high level, you know, brain activity stuff, valuations, working with developers, whatever it is here, no, no distractions. And then I'm out on the street the rest of the day. Awesome. Uh, did we lose Ryan here? Or looks like we did. I think he so just got mad right. about the whole cultural aspect. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he's trying to fix that two-star <laughs> review. We brought it up. Yeah, you know, he's taking the, the John Cena poster guy. off as well. Ready to go <laughs> fix his hair? <laughs> <laughs> just keep spraying it. But I mean, Ryan's hair—that's it's got a pompadour got low, man. I need to yeah. fucking get some volume in there. <laughs> <laughs> looks like he's in oh, the movie Grease. He could probably oh hear it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Poor, poor Ryan. Right, he does well, have great hair, though. Oh, hey. Oh, there we go. He's back. Oh, sorry. Welcome back, oh, Ryan. We were just and if we could, clearly, hey. I, do, I do want to cover one final topic. Sorry about that. Oh, all good. I do want to cover one final topic, and it is make content ideas. So, Shane, yep. you're a big content planner. I know this yep. month we had today, Star Wars Day, obviously, addressed as The Mandalorian. Uh, tomorrow, what do we have? Cinco de Mayo, Dan's favorite mm -hmm. holiday. He'll be dancing to some reggaeton. He'll be 
you know, blasting, slamming tequila. I don't know. I don't, mm-hmm. didn't have a good reference there. And then what else do we have? We have Mother's Day this month. We have Memorial Day. So Shane, as a content planner, do you have anything prepped? Do you have any videos, any skits, or content pieces for summer season for May? Well, well the Little Mermaid's saw. coming out too. So Shane's probably dressing up as the Little Mermaid, right? <laughs> of course. I am the Little Mermaid. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously today, you know, May 4th. So may the 4th be with you. We have a, a video coming out where I'm full on Mandalorian and then going through an open house. So kind of a, a funny skit, high, high quality. It'll be really funny. That's dropping today at noon. Uh, Cinco de Mayo, I'm actually leveraging that uh, that uh, day as a launch party for a really nice listing I have that's right around the corner from me. Uh, I have a taco truck coming in the driveway. I have a, a, mar- a bartender serving out margaritas, and I've invited the whole neighborhood. So really like going hard in the paint there. Uh, a little too soon or a little too late for people to kind of plan those. But like looking at the, the calendar, um, you did mention – and I'll, have two, I'll give you two pieces of advice. Uh, Memorial Day uh, is on there for like a, for people to, to give content to, and these are going to be pretty serious. So there's – as you know, a veteran myself, a lot of people get Memorial Day and Veterans Day confused and they're not the same. So Memorial Day is for those soldiers and the men and women that we've lost. So just keep that in mind when you are posting any content about that. Uh, and something that I do every year is I do a Memorial Day workout, which is called Murph. Um, for those of you that understand the CrossFit world, it's something that's it's really important and vital to that that camaraderie and that culture. So I do that every year and then I invite my neighborhood to do it with me. So that's one kind of thing to kind of you know, use your workouts and get your community together. And then the other thing too is, um, I didn't, it was not on your list, but, but uh, May is mental health awareness month. So given the fact that real estate is a really, really stressful and just high intense job, um, I think make, maybe checking in on your friends or putting some things out there to kind of just like see how people are doing from a very like somber and serious standpoint, just like check in, I think was, would be very, very helpful. That's definitely. Yeah, I I think the points about Memorial Day being serious also don't look at this as like, you know, a three day weekend or it's not Labor Day. So don't be like, hey, what are your plans for Memorial Day weekend? You know, don't don't spread that sort of content um, from from real estate. So, yeah, I mean, Little Mermaid, I don't think. Dan, I don't think we're doing the content around that, well, but I mean, anytime you can trend jack off of any of this stuff, I posted 10 Star Wars memes today. Shane's dress is the Mandalorian. He's got a video for Cinco, or he's got, you know, a taco truck coming for Cinco de Mayo. You could do reviews of local Mexican restaurants. Uh, you could give away tequila to yep. your Instagram audience for Mother's Day. You could talk about the features in a home that would be most appealing to a mother. Like you mm. should always look at your content calendar and try to figure out ideas around this. Ryan, what about you? You got anything planned? Yeah. So we like to do, when we do our video shoots, we like to do trending topics around a lot of things are sports. So we do this one thing called, we do realtors react where we like to take famous homes or, or homes that have been on movies or athletes. So like, for example, we've still got some powerhouses in the NBA so we've still got Warriors and Lakers going on, which, by the way, go Lakers at the Warriors. And um, I think basically taking homes like we'll probably do a LeBron James house or something like that. We'll do a Realtors React on that on one of our videos, as well as um, anything that comes up during the day and posting things about the sports, because a lot of people connect with the sports. They will be trending. So anyways, you can find content around that is I'm a big sports guy. That's what I do in my free time when I'm not changing diapers and feeding babies. And, oh, and doing real estate, real estate. But you know, yeah. So, uh, sports Fixing is huge for us. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> um, but I, I love the uh, the philanthropy aspect of it too. Like uh, mental health, mental uh, health awareness month. We're we're doing a, a big. I have a video dropping next week 
Uh, we're going to be doing a big philanthropy thing around that and just trying to get people involved. So um, love that, Shane, Ryan. Love it. Um, and we have the last part here reacting to a content, a, a video. So basically when what Eric and I have been trying to do every week now is trying to highlight some marketers in the industry and promote them and give them a platform. Uh, Tony B was the first one that we did. Then we did Steven Diaz. Uh, Steven Diaz is now, I mean, I don't know, guys speaking in my own hometown. Uh, as yeah, now he's opening, now he's opening for J. Cole at Staples Center. <laughs> Unreal. If um, came on the show, it's crazy. But so we're trying to highlight uh, people that are doing uh, good things in the business and trying to give back. And um, my point with that was yesterday, I was trying to find uh, some videos last night and I was just scrolling. If you want a laugh, uh, if you want to laugh or you want to jump out of a window, uh, if you're in one of those moods, um, I would go to Eric, the broke agent page, and I would go to the tagged photos or videos and scroll through a couple of them. I mean, you could get some some ideas. You could get some um, – or, again, you, you could be absolutely miserable. But it's a it's a fun activity, and we actually have a, a good video here to show, and we want to promote somebody. So, Haley, would you mind? Imagine uh, imagine she's, like, headlining the, the opera now in New York City. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So here we have uh, Nat. Good, good video. That's good. Great. That is yes. That is brought tears to my eyes, man. That was she's really good. <laughs> she's good. That's step step brothers. <laughs> when you sing in the uh, oh man, good video. Mixer. Yeah, shout out Natalie Colmanero yeah. for that uh, video. Thanks for tagging yes. me. Anyone, if you have funny videos you want to get on the walkthrough, make sure you tag at the broke agent at now bam and we'll try to play them. So I mean, that's good marketing, yeah. right? I've never seen anything like that before. No. Clearly, no. she's talented, incredible voice. So yes. use your talents for your real estate marketing. Use your talents. Uh, and she also does a good job. She, she does. I, I looked at her page. She's doing a lot of lifestyle things, sales, you know, social proof. So she's doing a very good job. Send us some people that you think we should highlight. Thank you, gentlemen, for being on the show this week. Any final thoughts here? Mm -hmm. Eric, I'm going to pummel you tomorrow in golf. Shane. I want to kiss you on your lips, Ryan. The same. Um, yeah. <laughs> happy Cinco de Mayo. Uh, happy May the fourth. fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you, gentlemen. Any, any final thoughts here? Have fun at the tournament. Uh, you're gonna have great Thank weather. I uh, hope you had people sign up. Um, but uh, oh, we did. You, you, you have a blast. I'm sure. It looks like a, a killer uh, lineup that you guys have, and a full day of just content ideas and value from you, dudes. Like that's something that um, I think a lot of people are gonna have FOMO about. Yeah. I'm excited to see some of the content that you put out. Don't let us down. On Saturday, the Kentucky Derby, Skinner. Yep. All right. That's Skinner. your horse? Skinner. Yeah? Yeah, Skinner. Okay. Heard it here first. Bet the house. You heard Skinner. it here. You heard it here. 
beginner. All right. Well, thank yeah, you. Guys. All, right. All right, boys. Last thank horse. You. Appreciate last you. Last horse to win the triple crown. Anyone? Anyone? American nightmare. American dream. American pharaoh. Close. American pharaoh. Close. Close. All right. See that's this. A, that's a walk through. Thank you, boys. Thank Let's you, guys. This. Let's go.